Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at TeachHoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Well, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, this is part two of Coach Sir's uh, podcast. And again, I apologize a little bit for the audio. We've tried to clean it up the best we can, but this was one of my favorite podcasts so far, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. There's a lot of good, what I refer to as golden nuggets in the second hour. Um, I would also ask you to subscribe and like. Um, leave a review if you can do that for us. We sure appreciate that on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. I would also ask that you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, it is a great community of like-minded coaches coming together, uh, lots of resources. It will take you days and days to get through everything we have on Teach Hoops. Um, and then we're always adding new things and we're always looking for your input. Um, I just got off probably three hours of one-on-one calls with the coaches. So if you're looking for help, or you're looking for a direction, if you're looking for a mentor, teachhoops.com is the place for you. All right, let's get, you don't want to hear me talk anymore. Let's, let's get over to coach sir and uh, get into the podcast. Right. Oh, it's 24 seconds. Yeah. Okay. 24 okay. seconds. Absolutely. So it would just be good. It would be more universal game. Okay. Is there any other moment? You know, but, oh, absolutely. You know, so, uh, you know, I think one of the, the really important things as an assistant coach, I don't want to talk about assistant coaches. There's a lot of, there's obviously at every level in college, we have a ton of assistant coaches. High school, we have a lot of assistant coaches compared to one head coach at each program. And one of the things, and the same thing in the pros, you know, like, you know, you look at the pros and you have, you have six or eight guys that are freaking on the bench coaching and the same thing in college, you know, as some form. And the, 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 the job of that person is to assist. Right. To assist. And, and so I think I, I'll take you to uh, two times. One will be uh, we're in the 1990 NBA Finals in Portland and we're playing them and we're down to the last 17 seconds of the game and we're in Portland. It's a tie score. It's our ball. 
we advanced the ball with a timeout to in front of our bench. We're, we now have an opportunity to win the game with a final shot. And we have come from seven points down in the last minute and 50-something seconds. So the game has just been crazy. We thought we didn't have a chance. Now, all of a sudden, we got a chance to win the thing, uh, let alone make it close. So in our time, I've got a Hall of Fame coach next to me, the great Chuck Daly. And and I've got Isaiah Thomas, and i got Joe Dumars, and i got Vinny Johnson, and i got Bill Lambeer, yeah. and Rodman and those guys sitting right in front of me. And Chuck says, okay, we're going to run play 1C. And that was a dynamite play, side out of bounds play we had that could get us a shot in a matter of three, four, five seconds. Okay. It was a quick hitter. Yep. And Isaiah Thomas looks into my eyes, and his eyes were like lasers that could have put a hole in my body and, right. and like open your mouth and tell him. I tapped Chuck on the knee, and he looks at me, and I said, tie score, last shot. Let's run X to 14. And he raises his board, and he goes, forget that. We're going to run X into 14, which is 1-4, baseline. He okay. said, Isaiah, let's take the last shot, okay? Now, if I did not help him, we might have, we probably would have lost the game because we would have shot the ball quick, except if I didn't open my mouth, Isaiah Thomas and every one of those players would have lost all the respect in the world for me because I was not doing my job. Right. My job was to help him. And in the heat of the game, in front of umpteen thousands of people and millions on TV, he lost. He thought we were down one. Easy to, easy to happen. You've done, I've done it many times where all of a sudden I think we're up one, we're down one, it's tie score. It happens when you score quickly after being down in the game. And all of a sudden we... We get the ball in. Isaiah holds the ball, takes two dribbles towards the side, kicks it to Vinnie Johnson, makes a shot at the buzzer win the game. Right. Okay. That that's, a, that's a prime example a total, of that's, that's a total team deal. Yes. It's players trusting coaches, coaches trusting each other, and and that that's what you have to have. So, but I didn't say, hey Chuck, Chuck, you're wrong. No, I just tapped him on the knee, and all we had a signal all the time. That if I ever touched his knee during a timeout, that meant I had something I need to add. And right. if he never looked at me, I'm not saying anything. It was it was not to I'm not getting my way no matter what. He's got to acknowledge me. And he turned to me and he said, What do what what do you got? And I and I said, you know, and I told him. Right. And I thought that that that, that shows the greatness of him. And that's why we were a good team. It does. I, know, think and I, the, I, I think, yeah, I think for the coaches listening too, and, and I can tell you in my twenties, I'm different than I am in my fifties, but I want yep. to put for my assistant coaches. I'm secure enough in my abilities that, you know, and Chuck was, Chuck knew he was a great coach. Chuck knew that you were all there to support him and you weren't trying to do anything other than that. That's where, you know, I think that's a great learning thing for everyone that's listening. It's like, you have to be secure enough to take the input and you're going to make the final decision. Yeah. And here's another one. We're playing uh, the year before we're playing uh, the bulls in the uh, West Eastern conference finals in Chicago. 
And the, they upset us in the first game. They beat us in the Palace. And now we go to Chicago. We win the second game. So it's 1-1 going to Chicago. Doug Collins is the head coach. Uh, Jordan is like 27 years old. And, uh, you know, it's it's a great time of basketball. And we're all, all of a sudden, we're in game three. We're up 19 points and lose the game. Michael goes for 47, <laughs> 39, 39 the second half, right? Right. And after the game, the game's in the afternoon. And after the game, about two o'clock in the morning, this, this is no, this is not a time when we have cell phones like now. Right. In my hotel room at two o'clock in the morning, my phone rings and it's Isaiah. And he says, I need to talk to you right now. Where are you? I'm in a hotel lobby. I go down to see him at two o'clock in the morning and he has been walking on Lake Michigan for five hours. Okay. Imagine it's a superstar nowadays. Can you imagine LeBron James walking on Lake Erie no. or something or walking on Lake Michigan? It doesn't happen, right? This guy's walking happen. on there. No. Right. And so he's walking there, walking there, trying to think. That's how involved he was. And and so he says to me, uh, we can't let Jordan do that to us again. Uh, we have to double team him. We have to make some rules up. We have to take the ball out of his hand, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I and I said so for four hours, literally till six in the morning. He and I crafted up some ideas, some rules, of which you know became known later on as the Jordan rules. Okay, right. And it had to do with you know where Michael was in the court. If he was on the wing, we were going to force him to the middle. As soon as he put the ball on the floor, one dribble, we were going to double team him. If he had the ball to the top, which he loved to do. Doug loved to isolate him up top, force him left, even though he could go equally well either way. At least we knew which way he was going, and the nearest guy to him was going to leave their man, even if it was a great shooter, B.J. Armstrong or John Paxson or Steve Kerr. We're going to leave that guy and go double-team Michael and make him pass. Right. And then you pick and rolls, we were going to trap him, and he loved the post up. If we got the ball in the post, we were going to trap him from the top. So those were our Jordan rules. So next morning before we have a film session, and it's not like nowadays where we have edits for these guys. And right, stuff. the analytics wasn't we, there. Yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 we're showing the whole damn game to them, right? And right. it's on VHS half inch stuff, right? Well, people so, don't people don't understand uh, what yeah. it is like. When I started coaching in high school, it was two VHS tapes and it was two remotes, yeah. and you know now I flip it up into the cloud and I get the analytics that are like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. You, you go to one of my, hopefully you go to one of my sponsors crossover. You don't go to huddle. You yes. go to cross. I go to crossover. You get it done. I didn't go to crossover. <laughs> but, I do go to crossover. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so you get that now, but now then you don't have that. So all right. of a sudden, you know, I said to Chuck, so Chuck says, uh, I, no, we're not doing that. They're doing that. You, you talk to them. You didn't talk to me. I said, well, Chuck, Three o'clock in the morning, I didn't think you wanted to hear me telling you we need to meet about this. Right. And he just, you know, he's not very happy with me. But what, you know, so I now I bring Isaiah and Lambier over to talk to him. And this is, this is, and this is what made Chuck so unique and special. So I'm with my two players and selling Chuck on Jordan rules, what right. was later to become Jordan rules. And Chuck looks at us, three of us, and says, so you want me to tell the two best defensive players in the whole world 
Dennis Rodman and Joe Dumars that they need help. That's what you want me to tell them today when we meet. <laughs> and what did and, they say? And so, yeah, 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 they said. And so, so Chuck goes, "Ain't gonna work. Ain't gonna work." So now we go and we watch the film and with the team. And now, now uh, Chuck says, "Anyone have any ideas?" And these guys speak up and say, this is what we think we should do. Now Rodman and Dumars are pissed. They don't want to hear it. Because now you're basically saying it's my fault that we lost. Right. And they and they, and they said, no, we just want to make him pass the ball and make someone else beat us. It's right. not your fault. you know. And Chuck says to them, as a group, as a team, now think about this. If you guys want to try it, we can try it, but it ain't going to work. <laughs> it ain't going to work. That's his message to them. Right. And nowadays we say, wow, that's negative. Boy, right. that wasn't very positive. But what he was doing, and it took me years to figure it out, was he was going to make them accountable to work. Right. He was going to say, if this stuff's going to work, because I'm telling you, it's not going to work, you're going to have to prove me wrong. And yep. And then... The rest is history. We won three straight games, and Michael never scored more than seventeen points. Right, and yeah, I've done that with my team too in timeout. I've asked, I've asked like key kids in my team, even in the timeout, sure. what do you guys want to run? And they go, oh, we want to change to a zone. And I go, okay, so I'll look at them and say, okay, you want to go to a zone? We can go to a zone, but here's why I'm. I don't think it's the right call, but all right, let's go. And then it makes it does. It makes them accountable. It is. It's, it's, Reverse, it's well, something, reverse psychology or something going on. Well, you know, he's just brilliant and it's natural. It's not a course he took or anything, but he, he taught me to think like that. And, and the other thing that I later found out um, is to, to engage your people, to engage your team. Yeah. It's very important to find out that their opinions do count. Right. So by asking your players, what do you want to do? Or like Chuck was the first coach. You know, I had UV and Fratello and Kevin Lockery and all. He was the first guy to ever say to a team I was involved with coaching, how do you want to guard the pick and roll? Right. And no matter what they want, how do you want to play the post? You want to double team Carl Malone or you want to play him straight up? Or yeah. Patrick Ewing? And, right. and, and whatever those players said, he did. You know right. why? He said, you can't, lose, you can't lose a game in the first quarter, Brendan. Right, <laughs> he said. But now I'm le I'm letting them decide. And what, if we tried to force them to do it our way, almost yeah. guaranteed that they wouldn't try hard enough to prove us wrong. Right. Yep. It's very. It's pretty. Well, there's accountability so, too. It's like it's they're part of the decision making process. All the books you read, it doesn't matter if you make them part of the process. There's ownership there. So for the young coaches, that's yes. the big part. You want them the buy in and the ownership is the key. You know you can run manner zone, you can run read and react or motion or triangle offense or whatever. Yep. If they're not buying in, it doesn't matter what you're running, in my opinion. Um. You know, uh, no, you're 100% right. And the thing that I, that I love about that style is that you involve them. And because it's so important, you know, we have a saying that to get buy-in from, you know, from your players, right. they have to believe in yeah, I like if they that. don't believe in, you're not going to get buy-in, and so love that. 
I, every, we really work hard on trying to get them to buy in and it's whatever they're going to believe in. And sometimes you kind of got to show them they might, you know, even though like I can remember once where, uh, you know, Isaiah wanted to try something a certain way and checks it fine. And, uh, and, and this player that he was defending a certain way on pick and roll in the first quarter had like 14 points on him. And we finished the first quarter at the end of the first quarter. Chuck says, how's that working? And he says, no, we got to change it. And he goes, okay. No, you know, but he let the player say, you know, I'm getting torched. Right. Let, let's change it. You know, right. rather than coming to the time and saying, you're getting your ass kicked. We're going to change. Now the player, now you've embarrassed the player. Now it's so important though to get them, you know, you know, we always say we want to have a team. You can't, you can't leave scars on your guys. If you're, right. if you're trying to, just like your children, you can't tell your children when they don't do well on the test that you're stupid, you know, right. that you got to do better in a test. Right. right. You know, and, I, and so he was great at teaching how to coach people. That's where he was really excelled at. Did you, did you or your, or Chuck or any of those guys have any superstitions? Oh uh, yeah, without a doubt. You know he, uh, you know he had that beautiful hair. He right. had that beautiful hair, so he would never get his hair cut if we were like on a really great winning streak. <laughs> uh, you know, no matter who we were going to play. So there was things like that. There were certain, there were certain uh, jackets or things or ties that I wouldn't wear uh, if we hadn't won in them. You know. Right. And then I might pull it out against the worst team in the league to try to get a win with it, you know. <laughs> and if we didn't, then that was, then we weren't. I remember once we were uh, coaching the Hawks and Kevin Lockery, who was a really deep guy, was head coach, and we were playing Celtics. It was back in the first round when they had best out of three. Right. And Kevin had this really beautiful brown tweed sport jacket. And during the year, I remember him saying one time, I'm uh, 10-0 with this jacket on. And then we come to game three, and I said, Kevin, where's your brown tweed jacket? He said, you, want, you think I want to ruin the record with it? <laughs> he said, I, I'm not wearing it against the guys. No, That's no I'm not going against the Celtics and lost the garden with it. No way. <laughs> so, yeah, there are. But, you know, when you have good players, you don't have as many superstitions. I guarantee you Steve Kerr doesn't have as many superstitions yeah. as he did as a player, <laughs> you know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about coaching you and what you and Kevin built over the last 10 years. It's, it's I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been coaching for 30 and I, and I remember when it came out initially, why, why don't you talk to the, to the coaches about that a little bit, if you could. Yeah. What we, what we did when Kevin and I started this 10 years ago, we, we, we really, we were trying to help college coaches, frankly, who we know weren't developing because right. of the recruiting, because of their chasing the academics, everything, it, we found out uh, through a study that happened to be done by a friend of ours, he said, uh, of a Division One program, he said, Brendan, do you know how much time a head coach in college spends on basketball? I said, 75%. And he says, try 19%. Really? I said, what? Yeah. And, and he goes, yeah. I said, well, what about assistant coach? I said, oh, it's easy, 50%. He says, how about 10? And so what we found out, there was no development happening because the guys, all they were doing was every day you come in with a to-do list as a head coach in college or an assistant, and it becomes a crisis management, throw the damn list out because 
stuff hits the fan overnight, all of a sudden right. you have problems. The kid doesn't go to class, first class in the morning. Oh, now all hell breaks loose. And right. you're doing everything except what you're supposed to be doing. So we figured, we asked head coaches in college, give us two days in July before you start recruiting and give us an opportunity to help develop your guys basketball-wise. That was it. And, and and the first year we tried it, and we went to Vegas because right. there was a big AAU tournament in Vegas. Yep. And we did it the day before college recruiting started. And the turnout was fabulous. We had head college coaches. We had the entire Tennessee staff there with, you know, with right. Bruce Pearl. Yep. We had uh, – it was amazing. And yep. we were stunned, Kevin and I. And, uh, you know, we did – 14, 15 hours of teaching, he and I only. And at the end, we were so excited. And then, like in our review or debriefing about a week later, he said, We got a problem, Kevin. He said, What's the problem? I said, he said, That went pretty well, I thought. I said, Yeah, but I don't know if you and I know any more basketball right. than that. We, we shot our watch. Right. You know, we gave him everything we had. Right. And um, then we said, well, Maybe we can ask some of our friends that we value if they would do it. And so what we did is we went to a model of only NBA coaches to come and speak. Right. And because, frankly, they were free. Right. They were free, meaning not free money. They were free available. Right. So we we started to go that route. And we found out the NBA coaches were amazing. They share so easily. Yeah, I they hope you're enjoying home. this as much as I can. If I'm a, if you take 30 seconds, stop the car, pull over, hit review, hit, say five star, and say how much you love Coach Unplugged or not. Um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right, let's get back to the so podcast. Easily. They never hold back. College coaches act like they invented the damn game, some right. of them. And but. You know that they were the only ones in the country that ran that offense, so they wouldn't share like pro coach would. Pro right. coaches know I got a really good play because I got a really good player running the play. Right. And so you know, the thirty best teams in the world run very similar stuff. Right. But the players are the ones that make the difference. But so we went that route. It was amazingly successful. Then we, when we went to Indianapolis to have one of our sites there. We said, okay, let's add college coach. But the, we put a criteria. If you were going to be a college coach to speak, you had to have been in the final four. Okay. Well, now it became very selective that now guys were begging to speak, but they have had to have been. So, but it was amazing, you know, so we had the Billy Donovan's, we had Cal right. Perry, we had Cream, we had Brad Stevens, yep. Shaka Smart. Yep. And so we had the best college coaches. And it was it was really neat. And then we had a Gino Oriana and as college coaches, but it's pretty much been a pro staple. And then we, you know, so our venues have shifted. Now all thirty NBA teams for the first time are playing in Las Vegas. All thirty teams, unheard of before. So the entire NBA for two weeks will be run out of Las Vegas, Nevada, July sixth to the like eighteenth. Right. Damnedest thing of all time. Right. And every game's on NBA TV or TNT or ESPN. So it's amazing. All the free agent deals are done out there. It's right. really beca- and the NBA has branded itself to it wanted content. It's got summer league content to keep itself relevant right. uh, during during the NFL season, getting ready to kick off last summer. 
they had, you know, you'd go out there and, you know, 18,000 seat arena at the UNLV is packed for the Alonzo Ball. Right. And I, you know, so it really became pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to it this year. And this summer we're doing something slightly different. We're, we're doing, it's our 10th anniversary. So I wanted to do something different and, uh, everyone loves what we call our VIP treatment. You know, it's, you sit on the court, you know, right. at a table, you know, and you get all the videos from all the speakers as part of your thing. We feed you your meals and stuff like that. But this year we're also adding, we're going to be coaching you Pat Folio and a nice dry fit t-shirt. And you're going right. to be able to, we're only going to allow a hundred people to come this year. We've had as many as 270 in the past. We're only allowing a hundred people to come. Wow. And not to be snob, not to be snobbish about it, but we wanted to be special and different. I'm also going to have between 16 and 20 speakers, which is yeah. insane. I, I see you have. Mono, I think I think I think I saw you had Mono coming. I'm a big PGC guy. I love how. Yeah, you- Mono Watts has become an unbelievable friend of mine. He's yeah. everything that's good about basketball. Yep. He's a great leadership yep. guy. Uh, I, I love the man. And he's the only he's camp I'll send. He's the only. It's the only camp I'll send my son to, other than my own. I swear to God. How I mean, about that? It, it's it, no. I, I I would do the same. Yep. I agree. It is because uh, he teaches the game the right way. You know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, the camps aren't about point. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's, no, and so uh, I want Mono to come and and show a different thing that you know people. You know, I I, I can sit. I, I love discovering players. I love discovering coaches. And Mono is someone that uh, <laughs> that I've just really become close to, and uh, I want to. I want him to. He's he's the best kept secret in basketball. You you receive you know oh, he, people don't I mean, they, they don't know him. There yes, I I was lucky enough that one when my son went to one of his early ones, Mono actually stopped in. So I got to have lunch with him. We got to talk. And it's like, what you see is what you get with him. And he's out there to make a difference in the world, not only in basketball, but to make young leaders, to do things the right way. I mean, it's all about leadership. I mean, I even even wanted to be a a coach in there. It's just like, it just hasn't worked out with time and stuff like that. But it's, yes. I mean, Mono is a, I mean, I shouted from every place. I try to get as many of my kids to go as possible. Um, you know, I, you know, I don't have anything, there's no plus or minus for me to be pushing PGC, but it's, it's just a wonderful organization. Yeah. And and no one knows this and I I don't mind saying it. No one knows this, but, um, no one, yeah, I'm going to, I don't even know if I should say it, but I'm so, I'm so, I'm so fond of him. So fond of what he does. He, I want, I, myself and some of my investor friends, we wanted to buy into PGC and be part of it. That's how much we believe. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would believe. You know what I mean? Yep. And not, yep. not for the money-making purpose nope. of it, you know. It was just because I love to be part of good things. Good things. And right? You know, to be part yeah. of, yeah. And as soon as US, USA basketball started getting involved with him, yes. and you know, there because I think USA basketball is trying to do a lot of great things, maybe with teaching the game now. Where we've oh, dropped absolutely. Ball. Don Walter is just you know oh, he's a, he's a gift he's a yes. gift from heaven also, and so yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Don Walter has spoken 
at our events. You know, yes. I mean, he's just him on a great too. coach. He is a great coach. I've had him on too, and it's like yes, it's like these all these little hidden gems. Um, so, tell the dates, and, and is there still spots for coaching you? Yeah, yeah, we're we're just, we're just. I'm sorry, my wife. It's okay. Home. She, no worries. That's 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 not her barking. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We'll take care of that. That's not a problem. But July, July nine and ten. Okay. In Las Vegas, and uh, you know we have some spots left. We're we're you know we're. we're <laughs> Just like I thought, we're starting to fill. Right. Uh, but you know, but that it's okay. You know, uh, but we're gonna. You know, it's it's so. I'm so excited about it because my NBA guys that are just going into the playoffs. You know, I got calls from some of the you know four of the best coaches in the league. They said, Brendan, count me in. You know, so right. in the next few weeks, you know, I try not to you know bother some of them, but. We we just got and we like to have some people that people haven't heard of, you know. I mean, right. uh, John Gordon has been one of he's one of my best friends. Oh, I love he's John, one of the great leadership people yes. of all time. And <laughs> yes, so John, John, like when I said, John, we're going to do our tenth anniversary. He says, um, "You're going to let me speak, aren't you?" Yeah, yes, I am, John. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean that he is, he's so great. So. He understands our business so well. Well, he and, understands a lot of know. things too. I'm a reader. You can't see my library right now, but there's books behind it. I could, I could probably just pull my arm behind and grab one of John's books. They're oh, so good. yeah, and, and, so good. And that is, he, you know, John and I, uh, we, you know, since the Energy Bus came right. out, after the, I, I do a podcast with every book that he releases. Oh yeah, and every book has gone to number one. So oh, yeah. the super so John Gordon is superstitious that he knows <laughs> he has to do a podcast with me if he wants the book. So that, that's kind of an inside joke that we have, you know. And, and so like he's getting the release, releases new book, and he says, "I just got that book. We need to do, you know, a testimonial. And when do I get to do the podcast with right. you? You know, and <laughs> so that's so cool, you know. And, it is. But we're we're excited. We're going to introduce some, uh, you know, some new folks that people haven't. Emma Yudoka, uh, one of the great assistants in San Antonio. San Antonio's got they have like five assistant coaches there that can all be head coaches. Right. absolutely incredible the staff they have so yes. you know we're really really fortunate and uh, so we're looking forward to it. we're going to have just a great great uh time down there and uh, at the same time while i'm there i also get to do my mba leadership program uh with okay. mba players like after that you know which is is fun for me because to get to touch guys that i've i've either coached or have played in the league now and helped them now in their career. Right. Um, you know, to, you know, I think the greatest gift that you have you, and what you do is you said in the beginning is to make an impact on people. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's certain ones of us that are blessed enough that, you know, my, my whole role in life now is I've, I've coached over 3000 games. I'm not worried about winning any right. games. I'm yep. trying to impact as many people as I can. Yep. So when, you invite, were kind enough to invite me on. It was just an, an opportunity to impact some people that maybe never would hear me, you know, for some reason. And that's right. cool. You know, that I just want, I just want to help people. And it's men's coaches, women's coaches, parents, it has nothing right. to do with if they're coaching, right. you know, 
that's the gift that we have. That's the yes. gift that we have. Uh, yep. And John Maxwell, people like that. You know, yep. uh, let me share one last thing with yep. you about. I was talking to John Maxwell about two months ago, and he said to me, Brendan, the biggest thing you need to ask every coach, and I ask every leader and coach I work with, two questions. And I'm like, I got my pen out, man. I am ready to write. I say, Go ahead, John. I'm ready. And he says, Are you, are you, are you willing to? develop yourself yep and i'm like that's the first question yes are you willing to develop yourself are you interested in developing yourself yes are you interested in developing others Man. and i said yep if not if not you're in the wrong business yep. and that's 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 the whole key and the developing others is the big thing i have many college coaching friends that are not that interested in developing themselves. They certainly have no interest in developing new guys on their staff. Right. And that bothers the hell out of me. Yeah. They want to get players. They want to recruit. Right. But man, you have an obligation as a coach to develop people. And that's what we have to do. And I I think a lot of people listening to this are younger coaches, are youth coaches or high school coaches. There are some collegiate coaches, whatever. Um, I think a lot of it is like, I just see it from a teacher standpoint. It's, that's the sure. sole reason I do what I do. It's like, I, I want to see from August to, you know, June, what, how can I develop myself as a teacher, but how can I develop that student that's sitting in front of me? You know, and there's 140 oh. little faces there that are the most precious things of their parents and their families. Um, I think that's, you know, that's what makes and it. You, yeah. And you've been given the privilege to have that opportunity. Yeah. You know, and 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 that and that is a a great honor, and you know, and so you and you take it seriously. I mean, I I I hate when I am on a plane and I say to someone, "Hey, what do you do?" And they say, "I'm a high school teacher." (laughs) Shit, be excited about it! What a great honor! Right? I mean, boy, are you lucky? Because you, I'm, and I tell my kids this all the time because we talk, we we have life lessons in my stats class, and I said. All, by the end of the year, I want you all to think about what the meaning of life is. And they go, what do you mean, Mr. Collins? I go, I'm just going to leave that out there. You just tell me. And then come June, we'll have that discussion. It's about you know leaving the world in a better place, developing yourself, developing your kids, developing others. That's why I teach. I'm fifth-generation teacher. I teach because – Oh, wow. Yeah, when I, when I go to bed at night, I want to make, make – I want to feel like I've made it some sort of difference, you know, Um and I think teachers do that. I really do. I mean, I think, oh, you know, without a doubt, it's, it's, it's one, you know, you can, I say all the time, coaching is one of the great professions in the world and teaching is right there alongside right. of it. Because you and can probably doctor, name your teacher. nurse. Yeah. You can probably name your teachers when you were growing up right now at your age. I can. Yeah, the, ones, yeah. the ones that, oh, when I went to Catholic school, the nuns that hit me, I, <laughs> I remember them, but I'm not that fond of them, but I have right. to admit that. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know I, I have to admit that. Hey, one last thing for the yep. coaching you thing. Yep. Uh, I, I want, I want coaches. We have an unbelievable newsletter that we've really done some neat stuff with in okay. the last month. Uh, and go to, just go to coaching you. Uh, live.com and opt in for a uh, free, free newsletter. newsletter. Yep. And and there's so much on there. 
uh, every week when it comes out every there Tuesday is, and Wednesday. I, and I'll think. make sure what I'll do is I'll put all your contact stuff. I will put all that in the show notes. So when people listen to this, oh, great. Because three years from now or five years from now, they can just click down below and they can find you. They can find that. That'll be perfect. All right. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do one last thing, coach. This is the last thing I always do on my podcast is we're going to do rapid fire. So what I do is I ask you a question and you give me one quick answer. For example, um, what is your favorite? This is not going to be one of them, but what's your favorite ice cream? And you're going to say vanilla. And then we'll go on the next one. There's like 10 or 15 of these. You only get one answer though. <laughs> so this is hard for some people. This is hard for you, I think. Is it how many people you've coached? All right. It's a What's challenge. Your if you're interviewing coaches, giving one answer is tough, tough difficult. Yeah. It is. All right. What's Go your ahead. favorite basketball type of basketball? Uh, pick and roll basketball. No, I, I'm, I'm actually meaning physical basketball. Do you like Spalding? Do you like uh, ru- Oh, um, bas- actual basketball? Yes. Oh, she's a. Uh, well, it was always Spalding in the NBA. Okay. Yes. All right. What's uh, one word to describe your fa- ideal player? Smart. Okay. One. If you could only go to one sporting event in the entire world, what would it be? Whew. Oh, boy. This is loaded because we're, we're doing this the w- Masters weekend. It might not be up for the next couple weeks, but it's Masters weekend. It's going to be hard for them. Yes. Yeah, no, I've been to Masters. I've been to the, all the golf stuff. Uh, I, I'm going to say where I've been, the Olympics. Okay. Uh, your favorite pregame meal? Free. Uh, <laughs> whatever is free. I love that. Uh, no know, one said that. No, know, right? it, it, no it's, it, you know, I'm happy they, they even feed me. So whatever they fed <laughs> okay. me, I was happy with. Uh, yeah. okay. well, uh, one thing you do to relax. I love watching television and I love watching uh, shows like NCIS, uh, LA and New Orleans. And I love watching okay. Navy SEALs. Okay. Um, this is going to be this, for, for all the people I've interviewed. So I'm on my fourth year. I think I'm almost on 150 podcasts. This is going to probably wow. be harder for you than anyone. Okay. Wow. Best basketball player you have seen in person. Michael Jordan. Okay. He's winning. He's got about 85% right now. Uh, best player of all time. Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach. Wow. That's Listening. Hard. Listening. Listen. Ooh, I like that one. Okay. Best game you have seen in person. Hard one well, the best game I the best game I ever coached was uh, Boston Atlanta game seven, okay. Bird versus Dominic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Winning. Okay. Uh, top top bench player of all time. Vinny Johnson. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's yeah that puts us in our era. Uh, best coach of all time. <laughs> Check the check the Okay, one book you would recommend? Wow, you better put a John um, Gordon one now, or you're going to get in trouble. No, that, that, I like uh, energy. Better, huh? Do that, but it doesn't have to be coaching. It's just one book. Oh boy, um, Strength Finders Ooh. by Tom Rath. Strength Finders. Yep. 
Strange okay. Finders by Tom Rath. And what's that about? It, every one of us has 34 strengths. And there's an assessment in the book that you can take it and find out your 34 strengths. And it's really helped. I use it with players and coaches and myself. And it's really changed my life. Okay. It's all positive psychology. Okay. And I will put that in the show notes too. So if people want to look down below, um, one thing you would tell a young coach, one thing. Be prepared. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Thank you, coach. I, 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 this has been so much fun. I so appreciate you taking the time to talk. Um, you're terrific. You're absolutely terrific. Thank you. I'm uh, going to try to convince my wife to let me go out to Vegas. It's our 20th anniversary this summer. So I don't know. Bring her, bring her with you and I'll get you to a show. Okay. Uh, No, no, it's, 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 it's going to be a great place this year as a basketball junkie with summer league and everything like that. Yeah. Where Uh, are you you hosting it? I tried to find that in a site. I couldn't tell where you're going to actually do it. Yeah. We, we haven't put it in there yet. Impact basketball, Joe Blumenstar, who's the number one player development. It's, it's about, uh, it's a block off the strip, strip. Yeah, uh, okay. you know, down by MGM, that part yeah. of the strip. That, down there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, you know, Coach. Vegas is small. It is anytime, small. give me a call uh, if you need anything, text me or anything like that. Okay. I, really Thanks, Coach. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you like that. Um, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping at some point to maybe get out and, and, and get to coaching you. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping at some point to be able to do that. Um, Coach is a great resource. Uh, He was so nice to be on this podcast. We sure appreciate it. Um, What a wonderful, what a wonderful man to give back to the game of basketball and his journey is is sure something special. Um, Make sure you subscribe and like and go over and check out teachhoops.com. A pretty special community for coaches who want to get better. Have a great week. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.